Welcome to Equip This Church, Dunedin. We hope you enjoy this message from Jason Sargent. For more information, check out equipuschurch.com. Thank you, Pastor Will. Awesome, awesome. So good to be in the house tonight. And special welcome uh, to people joining us online. Our friends, I miss you guys. I'm glad that we are one day closer today uh, to all being back together. It's going to be awesome. Great big party. Looking forward to it. Hey, um, continuing tonight on our Go Big uh, series, and this is our fourth week, our, our final week uh, in the series. Who's been following along in their e-group? Show of hands. Awesome. Who's in an e-group? Show of hands. Okay, if you're not yet in an e-group, make sure you have a chat to us after the service. It's a great place to be during the week. Uh, but, you know, we started week one, a uh, reminder of how big our God is, uh, that He is so worthy of all of our praise. We go on to week two, and we're reminded to, to, you know, think Think in a godly way, to take a godly perspective to situations or circumstances that we're in. Uh, and last week, to, to create space. And this week, I'm excited because this week, we're talking about uh, going big for our next generation. And as I, as I share tonight, I want us to take a really open kind of definition of generation, all right? It's not necessarily the youngest person or whatever uh, when we talk about next generation, but it's, but it's about people uh, who are yet to be reached, people who are yet to come into relationship with God, uh, and many of those will, of course, be our younger people, but we'll carry on. Because I, th- I believe it's important that, that the next generation, that they too know how big our God is, how awesome He is, right? That they know His love, that they know the peace and the joy that they can bring into His life. I know this because He did it to me. And that's why I'm passionate about it tonight. And that's why we need to be passionate about going big for a next generation. You know, this, this series is uh, comes from Isaiah 54, 1 through to 3. And I'm just going to share it tonight uh, for those who are, are perhaps joining us for the first time, but also just as a reminder uh, what this is all about. Sing, barren woman, who has never had a baby. Fill the air with song, you who had never ch- experienced childbirth. You're ending up with far more children than all those childbearing women. God says so. Clear lots of ground for your tents, make your tents large, spread out, think big, use plenty of rope, drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. Come on, this is about a family, this is about the next generation. We need elbow room, we need to create space, we need to go and declare the goodness of Jesus to a future generation. You're going to take whole nations. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. You know, a few weeks ago, or sorry, a few years ago, a few years ago now, I was at Bible college or I was studying online, and I came across this graph, which was, which was pretty sobering, which was kind of actually upset me. And I was like, man, we need to actually change the trajectory of this graph. And I'm going to get the team to put it up on the screen. What this is showing is the, is the percentage of people in New Zealand who identify themselves as Christians. The percentage of people who believe in Jesus. The percentage of people who have faith to believe. The percentage of people who have hope and peace and love and joy through the, through the relationship with Christ in their life. And what it's showing is, you know, for a while we're tracking along at 100 odd percent. 1976, it goes down to 75%. 2006, it's down to 50%. 2008, 
The last since 2018 that we have data for, down to 37%. The scary thing is that there's now more people in New Zealand who, who do not have a religion, do not have a faith, than there are Christians. Come on, if we know the world that we're in at the moment, we need to change the trajectory of this graph. We need to bring back hope. We need to bring back love. We need to bring back joy. Across the world, it's 31%. Come on, we need to change this, and we can do it. It's my prayer that, that we will see a change in this graph, that we will see it head back up, that we will see it be back up at those 99 100% again. Let's pray. Lord, I, I thank you for this opportunity to share your word tonight. Lord, as, as we get into your word, as we get into the message that you put on my heart to share, Lord, I, I thank you that your Holy Spirit is present. Lord, that as we, we go through this tonight, Lord, that your Spirit will just identify areas in our life where, where we may reach out, where we may take that step, take that bold courage. Lord, where we may create elbow room, where we may go further, Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. I love what the psalmist writes in Psalm 78, verse 1 through to 6. My people hear my teaching. Listen to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth with a parable. I will utter hidden things, things from of old. Things we have heard and known, things our ancestors have told us. We will not hide them from the descendants. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he has done. He decreed statues for Jacob and established the law in Israel, which he commanded our ancestors to teach their children. So the next generation will know them. Even the child yet to be born, and they in turn would tell their children. Then they would put their Trust in God and will not forget his deeds, but would keep his commands. You know, I believe we have a responsibility here to, to let a future generation know the goodness of God, to, to, to share the testimonies, to share the truth, to share the gospel with them that they might believe too, that they might have a hope, that they will know peace. We have a responsibility to be the ones that change the trajectory of that graph. You know, I love how Pastor Ray travels from Cromwell to Dunedin to along with Liv and a great bunch of people to go leave a, lead a red frog activation out on our campus. He does it because he knows of the goodness of God. He knows that a future generation, that the trajectory of their lives can be changed because he can go and share with them. He can go and show them the love. He can outwork what Jesus wants us to do. I love the testimonies I, I hear from Nicole, who once led youth here, and where, where youth had been in that program, and, and she talks about you know, how, what, what it was for them and, and how, what God did in their lives and how they were set free of things. All because Nicole turned up and spent that time and sharing what she knew, sharing her testimony, declaring the good deeds of God, that a future generation would know Jesus. A future generation would have hope. I loved it about three or four weeks ago. 
And my children, Sophie and Jed, came home with a certificate from Kids Church saying that they had accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, that they were best friends with Jesus. All because that morning, a team of kids leaders had turned up, prepared to share again the good news, prepared to, to share what God had done in their life, prepared to share the love, prepared to share the peace, that they too would go and, and, and know that and will one day pass that on to their children and on to their children because we will change the trajectory of that graph if we step out, if we make a sacrifice like these people. Love that over 70 years ago. A group of people started meeting just next door in what was the chapel. Now we're our limited services. And then they established something which is now serving us. They purchased this, this building here, a biscuit factory. They turned it into a church. They stepped out. They sacrificed what they had in that time. They sacrificed their time. They sacrificed their finances and their talents to build something that we can now be and that we can now come and praise and worship Jesus, that we can have relationship because of what they did many, many years ago. You know, a few years ago, went over to India on a missions trip to our, our family over there in Equippers, Kolkata. And just seeing what they're doing through, through the, an organization cross-culture, working with young people in India, working to, to teach them skills, to, to help them get into employment, to help them play soccer, whatever it may be. But they're also teaching them through that the love of Jesus and, and what it means to, to have faith. And, and then hearing the, the testimonies that come back from that. Hearing of a, a little girl who shared with us that, that her dad was once an alcoholic. And, and once she learned about Jesus and that Jesus' power to come and change situations and to bring healing, started praying for, for her dad along with the leaders. And come on, Jesus brought healing to that dad, restored love to that family, restored peace to that family, that they can now live and that they will pass on to a generation the good deeds of Jesus, that they will go forward and we will see a generation saved. We will not hide from their descendants. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he has done. But who knows that sometimes that's going to require some sacrifice. Sometimes it's going to require us to step out, to do something maybe out of our comfort zone, maybe something that we're not sure if we're willing to do. But the promise in Proverbs 11.25 is a, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. And we can change a future generation. We can change the paradigm. We can see people here. We can see people restored, relationships brought back together. Acts 2.17 says a lot of this. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. You know, what greater reminder that, that the kingdom is about the generations. It's not just about me here in this moment. But it's about the people who went before me and the people who will come after me. It's about the people who built the church that we now get to be in. And it will be the people in the future who, who will know the love of Jesus. It's about what red frogs are doing out on the campus. That they will change trajectories of lives. 
about what our kids' team are doing, about what our youth team are doing, what our young adult team are doing, what our families are doing. That we'll see a generation saved. And you sometimes think, you know, what would Jesus do? Or what would Jesus say? What would Jesus do in this moment? And so I've just picked two scriptures, from one from Matthew and one from Mark, to share, which I believe really demonstrates the, the love that Jesus has for his children, the love that he has for, for the young. Matthew 18, 1 through to 7 in the Message Translation. At about the same time, the disciples came to Jesus asking, who gets the highest rank in God's kingdom? For an answer, Jesus called over a child whom he stood in the middle of the room and said, I'm telling you once and for all. Who knows that when someone says once and for all, they mean business after that. That unless you return to square run and start over like children, you're not going to get a look at the kingdom, let alone get in. Whoever becomes simple and elemental again, like this child, will rank high in God's kingdom. What's more, when you receive the child like on my account, it's the same as receiving me. But if you give them a hard time, bullying or taking advantage of their simple trust, you'll soon wish you hadn't. This is where it gets real. You'd be better off dropped in the middle of the lake with a millstone around your neck, doomed to the world for giving these God-believing children a hard time. Hard times are inevitable, but you don't have to make it worse. And it's doomsday to you if you do. Jesus is for the children. He's for the next generation. It's our responsibility to help reach them. We get to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We get to be the ones that share the good news. We get to be the ones that share the testimony, the, the truth, to bring light into people's worlds. Mark 10, 13 to 16 says this. The people brought children to Jesus, hoping he might touch them. The disciples shooed them off. But Jesus was irate and let them know it. Don't push these children away. Don't ever get between them and me. These children are at the very center of life in the kingdom. Mark this. Unless you accept God's kingdom in the simplicity of a child, you'll never get in. Then gathering the children up in his arms, he laid his hands of blessing on them. The next generation are not a distraction to us. The next generation are not a stumbling block in our road with Jesus. The next generation are the ones that we are empowered to go after. They have a responsibility to reach them, to change the trajectory of that graph. Jesus loves them. He loves us. And so the, the question I have tonight is what are we prepared to sacrifice now for the next generation? And, and, and maybe to know that that sacrifice, we're not going to see the instant results. But we're just going to have to persevere and keep on going. You know, I started an e-group last Saturday with, with my friend Manasi. And he brought along a couple of guys from the gym with him. And so here I am, sitting in a table in a cafe with three bodybuilders who knew last week I had to go back to the gym. <laughs> but also, who knows that, that you know, the, the, the sacrifice, the, the getting up early, the, the feeling sore, the not being able to breathe properly, 
I'm not going to see instant results, but we're going to see it in a, in a time to come. And I believe that, that some of the sacrifices that we make today, we're going to see great results in years to come because a future generation will be reached. Are we prepared to make the sacrifice knowing the results might be in the future? And so there's four areas that, as I was putting this message together, that God pointed out. And that area is that I encourage us to reflect upon tonight. Am I prepared to make a sacrifice in this area? Am I prepared to make a sacrifice in my preferences? I come along and, oh, that's not how I would do it. That's not how I like to, to praise or worship. That's not how I like to kind of speak. That's not how I like to. But, but by being in that space, that, that maybe that is what reaches a future generation. That is what makes it relevant to a future generation. Are we prepared to sacrifice our preferences in order to reach a future generation? What about our time? Are we prepared to give of our time? Are we prepared to, to, to come along and be part of the kids' team, be part of the youth team, be part of the young adults' ministry, wherever it may be, wherever God is calling us, are we prepared to give that time? Or are we protecting that? Oh, that's for me. That's for me and my journey with, you know, I come here on a Sunday morning and I'll just be in the auditorium in the, in the seats because, you know, this is about me and my journey with Jesus. Come on, the, the, the message was before that, that they're not distractions, they're not roadblocks, but they're going to get us somewhere. Am I prepared to give in my talents to reach a future generation? Oh, well, I'm on placement at the moment and spend a lot of time with kids and so I don't really want to hang out with them too on a Sunday. Or are we prepared to give that skill of that talent that we have to be able to teach and need a kid so as they too might know the love and the joy of Jesus? What about our finances? Are we prepared to, to sacrifice our finance believing of what it may do in the future? Like those people who established this building here didn't come free but they gave of their finances that we may be here today. So I chose these, these four areas because to me, they're things that we can treasure. I, I treasure my preferences. Sometimes I keep them guarded, preaching to myself too tonight. Sometimes I find it hard to, to release that preference of my time. It's a treasure. I only have 24 hours, seven days a week. I have a finite amount of it. It's a treasure. What about my, my finance? It's a treasure. I only have so much of it. My talent. It's a treasure. What pays my bills during the week. But are we prepared to release those things? Because I believe that, it, that where our treasure is, it says in the word where our treasure is, our heart is also. And God knows that. He knows the desires of our heart. And that's where he meets us. And that's where we no longer are just doing it by ourselves, but we're doing it with God. We're doing it with God because we're not called to do it by ourselves. We're not. That's the promise. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. You know why God makes, why he says that? Because he's going to meet us there. It's not just up to us. But we have to be prepared to step out, get the team to come and join me.
And so where am I going to stretch out? Where am I going to extend the tent pegs? Where am I going to think big again? Where am I going to make a sacrifice for a future generation that they know the love of Jesus? That we change the trajectory of that graph. So we want to see a city saved. We want to see a generation saved. And so what's our response going to be? What's our response going to be when, when Alex comes along, our kids leader, says, hey, I see that gift on your life. I see that you can lead and teach and encourage young children to know Jesus, to have a relationship with Him. Oh no, I don't really want to get involved in that yet. I'd rather just be here. I'm going to say, no, I'm making a choice today that I want to reach a future generation. I want to be part of changing the trajectory of the graph. What about when, when Pastor Ray or, or Liv come along and say, hey, do you want to join Red Frogs with us? You know, we're believing to, to see a, a, a change in the atmosphere, a change in the environment down at, at the university on Castle Street. We believe that if we get Castle Street, we get the university. Come on, that's the, that, that's the declaration. Or do we, oh, it's a bit cold during Rio week. I prefer my bed. Or we prepare to go out and serve because a future generation might be reached. That we might change the culture of an entire university. That we might teach them about the love of Jesus. That we might share with them the good deeds the good news. I'll be out later this year when, when Pastor Will leads us into miracle offering. An offering taken up to, to sow seeds for a future generation. We're going to give in to that. What's our response going to be? So our response going to be when Alice comes along and asks us to lead a, an e-group. What's our response going to be? Yeah. I'm going to do it. Because I believe in what we're doing. I believe in reaching a future generation. Because we need to change the trajectory of that graph. There's so much going on in the world at the moment. So much hurt, so much pain. But I believe that if we can fill this world with, the faith, with faith, hope and love, that we will see a world change. We will see a society change that we will see people with faith again. What's our response? What's our response going to be? Preference, time, talent, finances. Where is it? this moment what's where's the Holy Spirit leading you knocking saying hey we can be part of changing something here God's saying will you partner with me I pray for us all Lord God I I thank you for your love. 
Lord, I, I thank you for every person in this room, every person joining us online. In this moment, I thank you that, that your Holy Spirit is just identifying an area to us. An area where as we make a, a sacrifice, as, as we choose to step out, as we choose to go big for a future generation, that we will see a change in the trajectory of that graph. That we will reverse a trend that's been there for years. Because of this moment, when we choose to partner with you, where we choose to be your hands and feet, where we choose to share the good news, where we choose to share our testimony, where we choose to share the good deeds, where we, where we reach out to another generation and that they in turn reach the next generation and that they in turn reach the one after that. I thank you, Jesus. And Lord, I give thanks for every person that's come before us, what they've created for us what they've established that we get to stand here today that we get to be part of this because of a sacrifice that they made Lord I give you all the thanks all the glory in Jesus name Amen Amen see the reason why I'm here and encouraging this is because I know of the love of Jesus I know what Jesus has done in my life through what he's got me through, through where he's picked me up, where he's loved me, where he's brought faith. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.